Written three years after the first song, the second is more emotionally expressive than its predecessor. Here, the chamber-like orchestration serves more for harmonic support and to emphasize the recurring motive of longing than to provide linear counterpoint. A harp inserts intermittent arpeggios much in the same way as it will in the adagietto movement from the Fifth Symphony. Frequent shifts to the tonic minor, the absence of typically Malarian pedal point, recurrent chromaticism, and the use of augmented chords create an impression of harmonic ambiguity within an otherwise clear and symmetrical tonal framework. As in the previous song, a variation of the motive of longing imbued with a tragic character figures prominently in the melodic line. This motive's ascending three-note upbeat is followed by a rising rather than a falling interval, a minor second, implying the motive of woe. It sounds like a faint cry begging for relief from suffering, as if the singer were calling to her children to somehow return to her. According to Lagrange, the unsatisfied yearning in which the whole lead is steeped comes from the unstable, searching mood sustained by harmonic ambiguity of retardations and chains of suspended dominance. A great deal of the melodic substance is furnished by one motive, the longing motive, thanks to augmentations, diminutions, and variants. The musical structure closely follows that of the poem. The song begins with a brief introduction that consists of nothing more than two statements of the longing motive variant, in an ascending sequence on the cellos. This thematic, motivic phrase ends on a rising second against a dissonant seventh chord, expressing profound grief. Its second statement, played twice as fast and a minor sixth higher, holds the first note of the rising second with which it ends twice as long as before, thereby prolonging the dissonance and with it the expression of supreme grief. The singer enters softly with the principal theme, also based upon the motive of longing. This time, however, the motive does not resolve upward on a rising second, but falls into a turn figure that ends on a falling major second. This turn figure is then repeated in eighth notes instead of quarter notes. The musical line continues after a leap of a fifth, with a descending phrase that anticipates the music sung to the last words of the fourth song and ends with a falling major second, the motive of farewell. Cellos play a chromatic version of the longing motive, again in their high registers, adding a mournful quality to the singer's piteous cries of O Augen, those eyes, sung on the motive's rising seconds. Tonality shifts into the major, on C, as violins and cellos introduce the singer 
with a slower version of longing, this time ending with a falling second. Elements of the vocal line that follow include phrases that appear in the first song, with insertions of the longing motive again in the cellos, recurring symbols of the underlying tragedy. The B section commences as the key changes back to C minor. A new vocal melody, free of the longing motive and the turn figure, includes doleful falling seconds at phrase endings. A typically Malarian phrase is sung to the words Nibel misht um schwamen. Fleetingly, the new theme wanders into A major in a brief passage that ends with the same phrase, sung a tone lower to the words verblendend in Geschicke. The B section reaches a passionate climax as C major returns on a chromatic version of the longing motive expanded into the resurrection motive from the second symphony, as the singer expresses her deep desire to return home to the place whence all beams come. This is a good example of Mahler's use of motives to symbolize the meaning of the text. Immediately following these words, the orchestra plays a three-note figure shaped in a reverse arch that will be used as an important motive in Der Abschied from Das Lied von der Erde, where it symbolizes the dark abyss of eternal nothingness. The passage ends as cellos play the longing motive variant. The introductory measures return after the cellos play the longing motive, repeated more slowly and rising chromatically in violins, doubling the singer. But the longing motive omits its resolving second and instead rises in stepwise motion into a new section, which we'll call the C section. Here a change of key to D major on soft harp arpeggios briefly emits a ray of sunshine, that brightens the otherwise cloudy atmosphere. As the singer envisions a beam of light radiating from the spirit of her lost child, shadows close in over the music on a vocal phrase reminiscent of an arch-like melismatic passage in the first song that also relates to the light of transformation on the words inst ewiger Licht. Mahler will take up the theme of light in both his Eighth Symphony and Das Lied von der Erde. 
The next vocal phrase is shaped like an upward arch and closes with a falling minor second. But this time, it contains not only the three-note upbeat of longing, but also a hint of the motive of redemption in the descending phrase that follows and ends with the falling minor second of the motive of woe. The end of this arched phrase overlaps with the chromatic version of the longing motive, now played by the horn twice in a sequential treatment that differs from earlier versions in ascending only by a single step. The A section returns as the singer re-enters alone on the ascending upbeat of longing that does not resolve into any rising or falling second, as the tonality modulates to G minor. While the vocal line continues on the turn figure, the flute plays another version of longing, this time ending with a quasi-cadential figure that is an extension of the vocal phrase heard toward the beginning of the song, sung to the words einen Blicke. A horn then imitates the vocal line from the opening A section. Soon the tonality again changes, this time to B-flat major for the first measures of the C-section's new melody, to the words, Was dir nur Augen sind in diesen Tagen, the singer's vision of a radiant beam of light shining from his child's eyes, sung earlier to the resurrection motive, returns in C major, as before, but doubled an octave lower by violins. The Abschied figure also returns, following this brief outpouring of emotion. Notice that the phrase sung to the words sind es dir nur sterne that concludes this section is sourced in the vocal line sung to the words von wannen alle strahlen stammen. Both lines feature the light motive, but this time the phrase ends with a falling diatonic figure that Mahler will use frequently in the Eighth Symphony, in which light is a major symbol. The singer's hopeful vision ends inconclusively on the dominant. brief coda for the orchestra alone closes the song. Violins and horn tenderly play the longing motive, 
followed by a double-time version of it for violins and horn, as the minor key returns. The very last statement of longing finishes on a Neapolitan sixth chord that resolves to a tonic C minor chord, played without both the leading tone and the dominant, thereby creating the disturbing feeling that the end is without resolution. The singer's suffering is far from over, as she can do no more than yearn to join her child in death. <laughs> 